It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. We're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for Billy C.'s Talking Boxing with Billy C. Yeah, yeah I forgot my uh, forgot my intro there, but uh, fear not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still all jacked up from the tight fight uh, last night. Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder for Wilder's WBC Uh world title belt and uh we'll give tyson fury the credit for having the linear belt um i, I we're gonna get started here right now i listen i thought that tyson fury won the fight um you know i i i, uh, I i'm shocked i'm shocked at the uh at the scores uh for this fight um you know i scored this fight uh, 114, 112. Uh, that included uh, the two knockdowns. Um, uh, and and to see and hear a uh, a judge that scored that fight uh, the way one of them did, 115, 111 for Deontay Wilder, uh, in my opinion, uh, is a travesty. I mean, uh, yes, some of those rounds were extremely close, uh, but. Uh, uh, you, you can't give them to Wilder. The only way that you give a, a, a round, one some of those close, close rounds to Wilder, is if you're in your mind you have a uh, uh, a uh, formula for how many jabs that land uh, equal one power shot. And a lot of uh, those uh, uh, power shots weren't even um, powerful. I mean, they were being... Uh, grazed off of off of uh, 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 the gloves of, of Tyson Fury. I, I I'm just uh, you know I'm still uh, I'm still a little messed up over the fight because um, it was an exciting fight, no question about that. I was on the edge of my seat. Let, listen, let, let's backtrack a sec. You know when you when you look at this fight, there's no question that it was an entertaining match. There's no question. Uh, I found myself uh, on the edge of my seat. Uh, for the entire fight, uh, and uh, it, it was interesting knowing that Deontay Wilder has the power to change uh, a fight any time, uh, and then uh, uh, knowing that Tyson Fury uh, was able to land the jab and, 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 and even with some power shots. You know, Deontay Wilder was stunned a couple of times in that fight, and um, I think if Tyson Fury had more punching power, um, he, he could have dropped Wilder, uh, you know, it makes you wonder how much punching power Luis Ortiz has. We'll get to him in a sec. Uh, but uh, in case you missed it, uh, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Uh, the fight uh, was exciting. It went the distance. Uh, at the end of the night, the three judges that mattered, one judge scored the fight 115-111 for Deontay Wilder, which I thought was a travesty. Uh, the other fight, the other judge scored it 114-112, which is uh, exactly uh, what I scored the fight. And then uh, the third judge had it even, 113-113. You know, I was talking to uh, uh, a friend of the show, my man Mitch, and uh, a week ago, uh, right after last week's show, we were talking about 
you know, the possibilities, who's going to win, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Mitch said, uh, this fight's going to end in a draw. Uh, there's no way. If, if Unless Tyson Fury knocks out Wilder, this fight's going to end in a draw, even if he dominates. And, you know, during the fight, after the second knockdown, I said to myself, oh, you know, uh, we're going to see uh, we're going to see something here. Um, the problem that I have is at the end, and I normally don't listen to comments from the fighters, but at the end of the fight, um, Deontay Wilder says, yeah, I, I thought I was he wasn't he, he said something along the lines of Tyson Fury wasn't dominating the fight. And he felt that with the two knockdowns, he won. Um, you know, that's a problem for me. Uh, the reason why is is in in his mind and kind of uh, the way the judges portrayed it, uh, you know his comment in a sense on their scorecards and the way a whole generation of fight fans will see it just like that. Hey, I knocked the guy down twice, so I win the fight. Well, what about the other ten rounds? You know, what about the other ten rounds in that fight? They were clearly dominated by Tyson Fury, with the exception of the two knockdown. Uh, rounds uh just for the record not that my uh scorecard matters uh at the end of the day but uh, i scored the first round for fury i thought it was a close round but i gave it to fury i gave the second round to wilder uh i gave uh rounds three four five all for tyson fury uh with notation of the fourth and fifth rounds being close uh the sixth round was also close but i leaned towards uh deontay on that one uh, round seven and eight, I had both for uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, Fury was down in the ninth. Even though he came on strong, I still scored that 10-8 uh, in favor of uh, Wilder. I gave rounds 10 and 11 to Deontay Wilder. Uh, I'm sorry, to Tyson Fury. And then uh, the 12th round was similar to the ninth. The only difference was was that it was a devastating knockout. I uh, knocked down. I did not think that Tyson Fury was going to get up. Uh, off the canvas he did uh, typically I'm not a fan of Jack Reese uh, but I thought he did the right thing one other thing I noticed about Jack Reese in that particular knockdown he didn't speed up his count the way a lot of referees do and and I, it's not that I blame them it's their adrenaline's going just as well Jack Reese was uh, uh, did that final count I thought very well uh, and uh, he gave uh, Tyson Fury uh, the opportunity to, to try and continue the fight. I also believe that that was a sign of, in his mind, thinking that Tyson Fury was, was totally dominating that fight, uh, even prior uh, to, uh, uh, even including, I should say, the, the knockdown in the, uh, uh, in the ninth round. So, um, you know, in my, uh, in my peer opinion, I thought that, uh, uh, I thought that it was a, a no-brainer. I thought that Tyson Fury won that fight uh, pretty handedly. Uh, at the end of the day, it ends up being a draw. Uh, Tyson Fury is now 27 wins, no losses, and one draw with 19 uh, wins coming by knockout. Uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, 40 wins, uh, no losses, and a, uh, a draw with 39 uh, knockouts. So, um, you know, we'll... Uh, uh, we'll see how uh, it goes. We are going to uh, get my man Dax Khan and Alex Papali on the show a little bit later. But let me just get you caught up with some other fights that were on that card. Um, in a uh, title fight, junior middleweight uh, Jarrett 
uh, Hurd uh, improved to 23 and 0 with 16 knockouts when he uh, uh, landed a devastating one punch body uh, punt shot that uh, put Jason Wellburn down and out. Could not make it uh, up at the count of 10. It was one. The official time was one minute and 55 seconds of the fourth round. Wellburn, uh, 27. Uh, I'm sorry, 24 and seven with seven knockouts. Um, I don't know about you guys, but as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, what, Jason Hurt, uh, Jared Hurt, I'm sorry. How does this guy make 154 pounds? He weighed 152 and a half, I believe, uh, at the weigh-in, um, the, obviously the day before. Um, and I, we had 152 and a half. How, how does a guy like him, as big as he is, uh, I mean, the guy looks like a cruiserweight in there. He's a monster. And uh, give him all the credit in the world. Uh, nothing seems to uh, affect this guy when you're landing flush. And then uh, when you tire yourself out, look out, uh, he can finish the show. I thought it was a good performance. I don't necessarily think that fight should have been a championship fight. Uh, Jason Welburn uh, did squeak in at the top 12, in the top 12. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I thought it was more of a come back, stay busy fight after the surgery uh, for Hurd. But uh, nonetheless... Uh, he won the fight in convincing fashion. Uh, in the heavyweight division, we had two other fights uh, on that card that were a part of the pay-per-view. Um, Luis Ortiz uh, took care of uh, business uh, when he stopped uh, Travis Kaufman at 1 minute and 58 seconds of the 10th and final round to improve the 30 wins and one loss with 26 of his Ws by uh, knockout. Kaufman drops uh, to 32-3 and three, uh, with... Uh, uh, 23 uh, of his fights that he won by knockout. Um, in that fight, Kaufman was down three times before the final one. Well, I should say two times and then the third and final time in the 10th. He was down in the sixth and in the eighth. Uh, so uh, uh, Luis Ortiz looked uh, pretty sharp in that fight uh, despite uh, uh, being against Travis Kaufman. And no disrespect to Kaufman, but um, I, you know I don't put him... Uh, in the same category as Luis Ortiz. Another heavyweight fight on that card. Uh, a lot, uh, you, if you're into the sport more than just a, as a casual fan, you, you'll know who uh, the heavyweight prospect Joe Joyce is. A lot of fanfare around this kid out of England. He improved to 7-0 and with seven knockouts when he destroyed Joe Hanks uh, in the first round of a scheduled 10-round uh, fight. Um, you know, I, I have two comments on this fight. Number one, uh, Joe Hanks shows what happens when you are basically hand-fed cupcake after cupcake uh, to build up your record. And then when you get in with a real fighter, uh, you uh, don't fare so well. And if you take a look at all three losses, including the one against Joe Joyce, uh, those were all fights against legit opponents. Uh, so, you know, hand-feeding these guys, I've been saying this for 10 years, 15 now, we're in our 15th year, what am I talking about? Um, it, it's just, it doesn't help. The only people it helps is the guy who's got a percentage of the purse because they they build up the records just to get them a payday, and really they put these fighters in harm's way. Uh, as far as Joe Joyce is concerned, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of potential but I'm going to use that word again, potential. This isn't a guy that's ready. I've heard people say, oh, he's ready. He can do this. He can. No, he's, he's got a lot to learn 
you know, he seems very slow and methodical, but at least uh, he also seems very serious, uh, you know, uh, hardly uh, a crack and a smile. So um, I, it's a guy to keep an eye on. One other fight I wanted to talk about, it was not on the pay-per-view, uh, but Robert Agos Guerrero improved to 34 wins, six losses and a draw. He was... Uh, uh, making a comeback. Remember, he had retired. Uh, he was hand-fed uh, an opponent from Hungary. Uh, Adam Mate uh, drops to 28-13. and 13. The fight ended uh, with a second-round knockout. The official time was 2 minutes and 25 seconds. Um, my big question is, why, Robert? Why? I mean, this guy certainly doesn't need the money. He's done very well for himself. Uh, he's had, has a great story. His beautiful wife overcame cancer. Uh, they have uh, a couple of great kids together. And I, I thought that he was going to continue uh, retired and, and enjoying time and, and doing the things that he wanted to do with his family. He also was very, uh, I thought he did very well uh, behind the mic. Uh, so uh, only time will tell if this uh, uh, comeback is going to be uh, uh, worth it for my man, uh, uh, Robert Guerrero. Uh, another fight was not on this card. It took place in Canada. Uh, we have an upset, so to speak. Adonis uh, Superman Stevenson was a fighter that uh, held, seemingly held the WBC light heavyweight title as hostage, uh, avoiding his mandatories at least three times, uh, fighting non-entity uh, of fighters, still getting away with it, still pounding his chest, uh, saying he was the best, avoided Sergey Kovalev avoided all the top uh, light heavyweights uh, until finally the WBC said no mau and uh, made him fight a mandatory challenger in Alexander uh, Vodzik. And uh, Vodzik knocked him out uh, in the 11th round. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I thought he was also down in round three. Michael Griffin, terrible referee in my opinion, ruled it a slip. It was clearly from a punch, but nonetheless... Uh, Vodzik uh, knocked out Adonis Superman Stevenson uh, and in a no-doubt knockout win. Uh, as a matter of fact, Adonis Stevenson, who walked uh, out of the ring under his own power, collapsed uh, back in his dressing room and was immediately rushed to the closest hospital uh, in uh, Quebec. And uh, apparently, as I am doing this show right now, he is currently in critical condition in the ICU C unit, ICU unit. Uh, so we uh, give our thoughts and prayers out for Donna Stevenson. Um, you know, I, I, I do want to say this, and no disrespect to Stevenson, especially in this uh, state that he's currently in. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is this is the same. My mindset is the same. As what I've just said about Joe Hanks, you know, Stevenson, who has fought top uh, opposition in the past, hasn't done so in at least five or six years, has been very inactive. And, uh, you know, I just feel that um, <laughs> this is what happens, man. You know, when you're not fighting real fights and then all of a sudden you get in a ring and, oh, by the way, you're 41 years old uh, and you're fighting a young gun, a guy that's still learning. Uh, I... <laughs> You know, this is the management that puts their fighters in these positions where they're just thinking about building up records and selling a fight to a network or something like that for the payday is certainly not looking out for the fighter. The fighter, when you're fighting, you know, I've used this analogy a million times. If, if in another sport, in football, uh, for example, 
had some great college games on yesterday. Uh, in football, if one team always, the best team, the one that's classified the best team, always plays the worst team week out, week in and week out and wins every week and at the end of the season is undefeated, is that really the best team if they're beating the worst team? You know, if you're constantly playing the worst team, are you getting better? Do you get a chance to get better? It's the same in boxing. When these guys are fighting people that aren't challenging them or making them, uh, you know, learn something new, how to defend themselves, I mean, just simple things, this is the end result, and we see it a lot. And Joe Hanks was another example uh, earlier in the evening. But uh, uh, anyway, back to the Tyson Fury fight. I uh, uh, really thought that he uh, lost, uh, Deontay Wilder lost that fight. Um, so I want to give a shout-out to all of our viewers right now uh, on our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, remember, uh, we want to hear your thoughts, uh, so uh, drop us a super chat, and uh, we'll get you uh, your thoughts on the show live. We are expecting uh, my man uh, Dax Khan and uh, Alex Papali to join us uh, a little bit later, uh, but uh, uh, in any event, um, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, I thought it was a great fight for boxing. Uh, I thought that it was an entertaining fight, something that I did not believe um, uh, was the case uh, when uh, you know we were breaking down the fight last week. Uh, I thought it would be a boring fight, uh, but uh, uh, it turned out to be uh, pretty exciting. I give Tyson Fury a lot of credit. Uh, you know, in his uh, comeback after a nearly a three-year layoff, uh, he fought uh, a couple of stiffs and uh, did not look well uh, in the first fight and uh, looked better in the second fight, but still, didn't uh, the fight didn't end in a knockout. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, he looked very good against uh, Deontay Wilder. Now, what did the fight show us, all right? Uh, I said last week, uh, flat out, that the big problem that Deontay Wilder was going to have was fighting a guy that was actually bigger than him for the first time. You don't believe me? Go back, watch our show. Go back and watch uh, the last three shows talking about this fight. And uh, I said the same thing every time, and it proved to be 100% true in that fight. Uh, Deontay Wilder had, uh, uh, no, he had no answer. Now, when he did attack Tyson Fury, he was, uh, because he's so unaccurate, listen, let, let's be real, okay? Deontay Wilder is a one-trick pony. I've said that many, many times, all right? He's got extreme punching power, and if he connects, he's going to knock you out. I mean, that's the way it is. And I also said last week that what uh, Deontay Wilder would do would be to revert back to his head-hunting ways, which he did, especially when he got the first knockdown. After that, he figured, okay, all I got to do, do is connect one time and this fight's over. And, you know, like I said earlier in the show, when he was complaining, uh, saying that, uh, or not complaining, but when he was saying at the end of the fight that he felt he, because of the two knockdowns, he won the fight. You know, I, listen, boys and girls, as far as I'm concerned, that's two rounds, really a four-round swing, but there's 12 rounds. You know, and and arguably, he only won one other round on my scorecard. You know, the way it is, I, obviously, I'm not uh, uh, a guy who uh, uh, it mattered. I'm just telling you how I saw it. And, you know, I, I will admit, uh, you know, I wanted to see 
uh, Wilder get tested, if not stopped. You know, he did get rocked. Tyson Fury rocked him several times. I don't recall seeing him uh, puffed up as much as he was at the end of the fight, too. And Tyson Fury, uh, for a guy his size, just does not punch that hard. He doesn't. I mean, he would knock me out. But, uh, you know, he doesn't punch that hard. You know, so, uh, you know, there's um, there's a lot of different things that you could look into this fight. But, you know, from a, from a positive point of view, uh, Deontay Wilder uh, looks, uh, you know, he's weathered the storm again. Uh, he had a, a lot of help from the paid-off judge. And, and, and listen... I'm going to tell you right now, in my opinion, I think there were two paid-off judges in this fight. The one judge clearly scoring a fight 115 uh, to 1, what did he have it, 115 to 112, was it? Uh, 115 to 111, all right, 115-111 for this fight uh, was, was if, if this fighter, if that judge wasn't paid off, I, I don't know, then that judge doesn't know how to judge a fight, all right? Then the other judge who I feel was paid off was the draw judge. Now, in defense of the draw judge, if some of those close rounds, like that, like for my, in my opinion, I thought the first, uh, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh rounds, I thought they were all close, you know. And the only way uh, you could get up, add a score up like that, would be if you leaned towards uh, Deontay Wilder in those fights. The reason why I didn't think that, that that should have been the case is because in those rounds that I say were close, in those rounds, Deontay Wilder landed a handful of punches. A handful. Yes, uh, they seem to have some, some zip on them, but a handful. And all those close rounds, Tyson Fury was, was landing at will with his jab, and then he started following up with that right hand that Deontay Wilder had no answer for. So on a positive note for Wilder, I give him credit for uh, staying patient because if he would have uh, tried to uh, unload uh, earlier, I, I think he would have uh, tired out. And speaking of tired out, one thing I said last week, which I was wrong about this week, uh, was the fact I said, you know, I never really noticed Deontay Wilder get really tired. And people had reached out to me and said, well, you know, he's pretty tired in the Ortiz fight, et cetera, et cetera. Let me tell you something. Um, Deontay Wilder was tired in this fight. I noticed it uh, blatantly in the 10th round. He clearly took that round off trying to gain his win. Uh, in the 11th round, he started out strong, but was tired. He he was his mouth was open, and uh, Tyson Fury had a beautiful round uh, following an, a, a takeoff round for Wilder, in which Tyson Fury looked really good in the tenth as well. And even in the in the twelfth and final round, after the knockdown, which I, I did not think Tyson Fury was going to get up after that knockdown, um, Deontay Wilder didn't do much. And I think he didn't do much. I disagree with the bozos that were doing the commentary. Uh, I don't think he felt confident that he was going to win the fight, with, even though he said that at the end of the fight. I don't think he felt that that's it. I don't need to uh, uh, do anything else. I don't think he could raise his hands. I think that last shot uh, took every ounce of energy that Deontay Wilder had left, uh, and it couldn't finish the show. Now, as far as Tyson Fury is concerned, there basically are no negatives in this fight for Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury came out of this fight 
uh, not only looking good and clearly cementing himself uh, as a, a major player, and I'm not just saying a player. I'm talking about a major player uh, in the heavyweight division right now. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, you know, Tyson Fury showed everything that he said and everything we've seen. This is a guy that knows how to uh, tie up his opponent. He knows how to lean on him. He knows how to take away their strength. And he's a busy fighter. Tyson Fury was in. Listen, he may have not looked like he was in the better shape physique-wise, but Tyson Fury, make no mistake, boys and girls, was in better shape than Deontay Wilder. He's more of a fighter. He's more of a boxer. Deontay Wilder's a one-trick pony. He reverted back to what he knows. He went headhunting. This fight, it's a shame that this fight ended the way it did. We were going to get a rematch anyway. We were going to get a rematch anyway. But I think that the long, uh, the hardcore fan like myself, and I can't wait to hear uh, Dax and, and Alex's opinion coming up uh, shortly. But, uh, I, you know, for someone like myself, this is what's wrong with the sport of boxing. When you watch the sport, and I hear all the BS, uh, you know, because you, anybody that's been listening to my show for any length of time knows I've never been a Floyd Mayweather fan, ever. And one of my knocks on him is that he's not aggressive. However, he's a great defensive fighter. Now, the difference between Floyd Mayweather and Tyson Fury is Floyd Mayweather did, does half as much um, from an offensive point of view while he's being defensive and wins rounds in the judge's eyes. Tyson Fury was just as effective defensively uh, against Deontay Wilder as I've seen Floyd Mayweather against many opponent. Um, but the big difference, at least in my opinion, was that Tyson Fury was being more uh, aggressive uh, from an offensive point of view. There is no way that Deontay Wilder won this fight. There's no way. You know, it, despite the score, uh, even my own score being somewhat close, 114 uh, to 112, a difference of two rounds, that included the two 10-8 knockdown rounds. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, in my opinion, this is what's uh, bad for the sport of boxing. Uh, when you have a fight like this and when a guy like Floyd Mayweather can give an, a, a reason why he would win, this is the sweet science. This is boxing. You know, it's boxing. You know, when they interviewed uh, Floyd in between rounds, uh, the two idiots of the world, uh, Jim Gray and Floyd Mayweather, Floyd was saying flat out right then, uh, that he felt that Tyson Fury was a, was winning a shutout. That was like in the fifth or sixth round. And you can't tell me that uh, if that were the case, even in Floyd Mayweather's own words, if that were the case, the only way that the scorecards could have ended up close to the way they did was if Deontay Wilder won the rest of the rounds, which he did not. You know, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was, uh, in my opinion, it was very uh, uh, disheartening to see uh, that fight get taken away from Tyson Fury. I felt Tyson Fury won the fight. Um, I really do. I, I, I don't even think uh, that it was uh, uh, close, in my opinion. But uh, in any event, uh, don't forget, uh, you know, I know we have a, a simulcast going on uh, right now on our uh, Facebook Live page, uh, but uh, you got to tune in under the YouTube channel. You get a much better uh, version of the show. And if you want your comments, uh, read and uh, discussed on the show live. Send us a super chat, and we'll hook you right up. Um, 
Some other uh, things I wanted to mention real quick on this fight before we take a break and uh, get Dax uh, Khan on um, is uh, the simple fact that, um, you know, Luis Ortiz was trying to earn a rematch against uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, he's going to have to wait uh, because we're going to see a rematch between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Uh, you know, I don't know what the financial uh, deal was in this fight. Uh, but, you know, boxing is a business. They call it prize fighting for a reason. Although we always would wish for the knockout, drag out, great fights, uh, you know, ever since somebody is, is being touted as a talent, um, it's still a business. And fighters have to earn their way to, uh, to making big bucks, et cetera, et cetera. You know, from a boxer business decision, uh, you know, the big question is, did Deontay Wilder make the right decision uh, by turning down uh, Anthony Joshua's, uh, or I should say, Eddie Hearn's offer? Now, remember, the final offer was this. It was uh, Eddie Hearn offered Deontay Wilder um, $15 million to fight AJ in April of 2019, and he was giving him a, a $5 million payday to fight whoever he chose, any any uh, cupcake he could find, um, you know, uh, this time, you know, November December time frame. Uh, so uh, you know, when you when you take your socks and shoes off and add it up, that's a twenty million dollar over two fights. The question is going to be how much money did uh, Deontay Wilder actually earn for this fight against Tyson Fury? Um, you know, if if we're going to go by percentage only. Because let's make no mistake, Wilder is not backed by a promoter that's going to guarantee money, does not have the revenue streams that Eddie Hearn has to guarantee any money. Um, I've been following this fight since it was signed, and never once did I hear anything about guaranteed money. So I had to assume that it was uh, a percentage split, and the only thing that uh, the revenue could come from would be the pay-per-view. Now, they did charge 75 bucks for this pay-per-view. Um, and I thought, it, I, I hate to say this because I don't like spending 75 bucks for a pay-per-view, but I thought it was worth it. Not the card. The card sucked. But the fight itself, the heavyweight fight, and that's pretty much what you're buying a pay-per-view for. Now, with that said, after expenses and everything, I'm curious to see how many buys we had. Now, they did have almost uh, 18,000 people at the Staples Center. But up until uh, last week, there were plenty of seats available. And if you recall, the last time that Deontay Wilder did that, they gave away tickets to fill the arena. I don't know if that were the, was the case this time. There seemed to be a lot of traveling uh, fans from uh, uh, England or, or in the entire U.K., I should say. Um, and uh, it seemed evenly uh, matched uh, with fan base. Uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury both, um, you know, making up uh, uh, half of the uh, audience. So it's all going to boil down to how much money uh, uh, Deontay Wilder uh, and Tyson Fury are going to make from their uh, cuts of the pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of pressure on Deontay Wilder uh, to have, for this to have done well on pay-per-view. Because anything less than him making $10 million, let's say, um, is going to be a loss, a, a, a poor business decision loss. Now, with that said, the rematch, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder, is going to make some more money. 
there'll be more interest in that fight. So uh, obviously they'll make more money. But still, now you're fighting two fights. Now you still have a big payday against Anthony Joshua, win, lose, or draw. And so does Tyson Fury, win, lose, or draw. And when I look at Anthony Joshua, who I still think is the best heavyweight on the planet today, and I watch what Wilder did against Tyson Fury, and again, Tyson Fury, I thought, won the fight. And I thought he put on a perfect performance. But with that said, um, he doesn't have the punching power Anthony Joshua has. He doesn't even have the hand speed Anthony Joshua has, although Tyson Fury did display some hand speed. And he hurt Deontay Wilder, just like Luis Ortiz hurt Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder stayed on his feet in both of these fights. I don't see Deontay Wilder uh, lasting against Anthony Joshua when and if they ever step in the ring. Hey, listen, boys and girls, don't be surprised if they never fight. Don't be surprised if they never fight. You know, I, I, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if the uh, uh, Anthony Joshua and, and Deontay Wilder fight never comes about. Uh, now, with that said, don't, don't get me wrong. I am not suggesting that Anthony Joshua can go in there and just destroy Wilder. Wilder has that neutralizer, man. He's got the pop. He's got the punch. You know, so uh, uh, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, the punch is the last thing to go. And, uh, you know, even, even uh, over in Canada with uh, Adonis Stevenson, he still had some pop. He still was landing some, some power shots on uh, Vodzik. But uh, Vodzik uh, showed that uh, youth will always prevail, especially when you have some, uh, some pop. And uh, in, got, in case you guys missed that fight, Teddy Atlas was in the corner of uh, Vodzik. And, uh, you know, normally he's yelling and screaming and spitting all over you. I mean, uh, you know. Um, uh, he's, you know, with Timothy Bradley, I mean, he just his face just dried from all the and then the fireman thing. But but I thought he did a good job. I thought that he did a, a great job actually with uh, Vodzik uh, in the corner. And speaking of guys in the corner, um, I thought it was uh, extremely uh, funny uh, to see um, Freddie Roach uh, of of all people, right? Freddie Roach who people think is, is a great, uh, you know, trainer, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not knocking him or anything. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the funny thing about that was he was brought in. I, I, I questioned why he was being brought in, but he was, he was brought in. And, uh, what does he do? He, uh, he basically, uh, is holding a water bottle. I thought that that was extremely, extremely entertaining. Hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, I'm scheduled to have uh, Dax Khan join us. Uh, so uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, we will be uh, back in about uh, two. Billy C. will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, speaking of being with us, joining us right now, uh, all the way from southern New York, is my man uh, Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax. 
Good morning. How's everybody today? Uh, I'm a little disgusted, man. I mean, let's get right into it. I love the fight. I love the fight. A lot of, a lot I love the stuff fight. happened last night. I love the fight. It was an entertaining fight. It actually had me on the edge of my seat for all 12 rounds, Dax. It really did. I, I, and I didn't think it would. But at the end of the day, I thought that Tyson Fury won the fight. I personally scored at 114-112, including the two knockdowns. How did you see it, my man? That's actually the score I had because of the two knockdowns. You know, it went how I thought. You know, the last time we discussed it, I discussed it with a lot of other people. Where they're saying, um, how do you think it's going to end? I said, Deontay Wilder needs to knock Tyson Fury out. He's not going to outbox Tyson Fury. Um, there were a few rounds early where not too much happened, but Tyson Fury, very much from the start, carried out the proper game plan. I thought maybe in the third that Deontay Wilder was onto something when he threw some body shots, but he never really capitalized on it. You know, even in the fifth when uh, Fury slowed a bit, Wilder didn't do much either, but then, you know, his eyes are already swelling up. You know, by the time the knockdown came in the ninth, I had um, Tyson Fury up six rounds. Um, I had him winning the 10th, and I had him winning the 11th. Uh, the knockdown in round 12 looked like that was going to be it for sure, but somehow Tyson Fury manages to get up. Uh, Jack Reese gave a bit of a slow count. You know, some people were bothered by that. You know, maybe it was a little unfair, but, you know, the fact that he did get up was, was astonishing. Deontay Wilder really had, he was frustrated. He had no answers. He just kept uh, head hunting, as you mentioned earlier. So Deontay Wilder kind of showed, you know, he's a one-trick pony. He's, you know, without that power, Deontay Wilder is that that uh, level below. And Tyson Fury, you know, he he got he got robbed. He really did. You know, I had uh, Tyson Fury win in the first, third, fifth, sixth, uh, seventh, eighth, uh, tenth. I had him win the eleventh. I only gave Wilder the second, the uh, the fourth, uh, ninth, and the twelfth. And with those being um, the ten eight rounds, without those, I think Deontay Wilder would have. The way he should, if he didn't, you know, definitely lose by then. It would have should have been should be an investigation, even in the um. The announcement at the end of the fight when they were raising their hands, uh, Tyson Fury had this look of, I can't believe this happened. And Deontay Wilder had this look of, I can't believe this just happened, but I can't believe this just happened, meaning I'm going home with my title. You know, a couple of things. One, what did you personally think? Uh, you Are you saying that you thought that Reese had a slow count? or, or Because I, I thought that he... I give him credit because I thought that he maintained the same speed, whether he, whether it was slow overall or not. A lot of times when, when a referee is counting and as a fighter begins to rise, their count speeds up. It's, it's almost like this, you know, uh, the adrenaline is flowing, and I don't think they mean to do it purposely. I just think it happens. I gave Jack Reese credit, when, and I'm not a big fan of Jack Reese, but I gave Jack Reese credit for maintaining – the same speed of the count. At least that's the way I heard it. Did you personally think that it, it was too fast? Well, no, it was just, no, it, it was slow, you know, especially when um, Fury got up and Reese is kind of, you know, walked to me, he's double checking, making sure he's okay. But, you know, we weren't in there. We don't know. Uh, you know, it's different when you're looking, you're right up that close and you're looking in the eyes. So, you know, maybe Jack Reese seen, you know, okay, this guy's okay. He's, you know, dust yourself off. Let's get on with this fight, you know. You know, who knows? I, I don't think um, it was horrible. It was the worst uh, uh, count job I've ever seen. But, you know, again, I still think Tyson clear, uh, Fury clearly won. I don't think he was really hurt that bad. I just think that that count was a little bit extended. And that's going to be what the uh, a lot of people use as the, their their argument, their counterpoint on how uh, Deontay Wilder should have won that fight. 
because of that count. But other than that, I think Tyson Fury uh, put, put on a massive display. No doubt, and that's a great way to describe it. And, you know, one last thing on the count. Um, I, when I saw Tyson Fury laying there, and, I, and again, I wasn't out ringside, so I'm going by the, the, uh, the TV uh, shots that we were seeing. And um, when I saw him laying there, he looked out. And then when Jack Reese was counting over him, I, I don't know if you noticed, but all of a sudden Tyson Fury's eyes like realized. It, it was like he realized what where prior to him just locking eyes with Jack Reese while he's laying on his back, he was dazed. I don't think he knew where he was. Then all of a sudden he realized where he was and uh, and got up in the nick of time. I, I, you know, and I saw him. It reminded me of something that Ernie Shavers said to uh, said to us one time at, at an event where he said. You know, when he dropped uh, uh, Larry Holmes, he thought he killed him. He said then he saw uh, Larry Holmes get a little twinkle in his eye, and he dragged himself up, and the rest was history. Uh, Larry Holmes came back to knock out uh, Ernie Shavers, and I, and I, I couldn't help but remember that uh, little uh, story from Ernie uh, when I saw uh, the reaction from, from Tyson Fury. Um, what was your thoughts on uh, Deontay Wilder saying that he felt that he won the fight because of the two knockdowns? Of course he's going to say that. He's supposed to say that. He's the champion. You know, he's not going to go out there and say, well, I felt I lost. But, you know, Deontay Wilder, you know, he believes in himself. I like Deontay Wilder. I wish he would settle down with his style a little bit. I think Deontay Wilder would have been a whole lot more effective and possibly even won that fight if he uh, pumped his jab and worked off the jab. But, you know, he just, he doesn't, you know, he's, Dante Wilder has fallen into that horrible trap that so many power punchers throughout the history of the sport have. He's become too in love with his power and always thinks no matter what's going to happen, if I land that punch, it's going to bail me out. And when he does land that punch, for example, like in the ninth and the guy goes down, he gets a little overexcited thinking I have him. And then when he doesn't have him, he becomes even more frustrated and he just totally loses his composure and becomes a headhunter. And when you're somebody like Tyson Fury, who's um, you know, a complete boxer who knows how to... Um, lean on you who knows how to frustrate you who knows how to get into your head he knows how to use that ring well that even you know um you know throws somebody like Deontay Wilder off even more and makes him become even uh more amateurish so to speak make bigger mistakes and it plays into the hands of somebody like Tyson Fury so Deontay Wilder you know needs to make a few adjustments in that situation you know but Tyson Fury right now He's the hottest fighter in the heavyweight division without a title. He's still the hottest fighter in the heavyweight division, in my opinion. Um, as far as uh, as far as the performances in terms of uh, looking at these guys as we move forward, obviously we're going to see a rematch between these two. I don't see Deontay Wilder improving, Dax. Um, you know, as far as him with boxing ability and athleticism, we saw it in the first Bermain-Stavern fight. Um, and we've never seen it since. I don't think we're ever going to see it. How did this fight uh, affect him and his development as a fighter? I mean, even though it's against what I say, I, I, you know, you know, I always say when a fighter's a champ, you know, that's it. The development still happens, but you're not, you know, you're not trying to talk about it. You know, is this going to help him or hurt him in this fight? The, you know, the result of this fight. It should help him. I think. Once the emotions settle down and he goes back and he watches the fight again, he's going to see a lot of the things, like I said, he's going to see how, all right, I was out there headhunting and I shouldn't have. I think he'll sit down with Mark Breland to look at past fights, uh, mention the first uh, Stavern fight, how Wilder dominated with the jab. And Wilder's going to say to himself, you know what? 
if I just go back to certain things I know I can do, I know I'm capable of, I can not only uh, win by knockout, but when these knockouts don't happen because they're not always going to happen, I should be able to dominate and outbox guys. And Wilder, we have seen him outbox many times, and that power has bailed him out. You know, Deontay Wilder, he's still a fairly young guy. He is relevant, of course. The power is always going to be there, even if his um, natural skill set between athleticism and speed starts to fade. So Deontay Wilder, I think, in my opinion, it's actually going to help him more than it's going to hurt him. But what's next for both guys is, my opinion, the most exciting. You know what's funny? is I, you're right it should help him he should learn they should be able to review the video and and you know go back to the drawing board so to speak and and you know mark breland help him uh to uh, uh to fight a guy like like tyson fury the problem is is that that was the first guy he's ever faced and i said it you know i've been saying it for a long time that that was bigger than him, and that definitely seemed to be uh, troubling Deontay in this fight. The size difference, and he also showed a lot of respect. So some of those shots that didn't look like they hurt too much that were coming from Tyson Fury must have been hurting Deontay because it kept them off him, Dax. Yeah, I mean, um, why, yeah, you know, the eye swelled up. Uh, Freddie Roach. I uh, spoke to a few people. They were saying, well, what really good is Freddie Roach uh, going to do? You know, Freddie is just an uh, offensive fighter. Tyson Fury's never been a guy to show power. But I think we've seen in this fight that Freddie Roach, even though Tyson Fury fought a defensive fight, which is, you know, his bread and butter, I think Freddie Roach, you know, kind of did add a little aggression, you know, did have him using that jab a little bit more. So, you know, Tyson Fury... It has definitely advanced, and Deontay Wilder, he has all the skill sets. He just has to make some adjustments in his composure. Did you ha actually hear Freddie Roach say anything? All I saw was that he was the water boy. He was the guy handed him the water bottle. I, I thought that between him and Hatton, um, they were there just as part of the show, and then his yeah. regular trainer was the guy doing And And you get for a 26-year-old kid, that, that trainer said all the right stuff. It, it, you know, the only thing that I noticed and and granted we only got to see a portion of in between the rounds uh was typical tyson fury he he he's his own man he listens to himself uh to a degree not that i'm comparing his talent but similar to floyd mayweather who you know gets uh listens to people in the corner but at the end of the day does what he wants and i thought i i saw that from tyson fury well that's what separates tyson fury from everybody else you know same thing what separates a, a floyd mayweather or bernard hopkins was the same way I mean, you know, Bernard Hopkins was his own man. You know, there are uh, certain guys, you really, there's not much you can teach them. Or, or, you know, you're in between the rounds to maybe, you know, tell them adjustments that need to be made that you've seen from outside. Other than that, there's really not much that you can say to them during the fight. And Tyson Fury pretty much shows that. You know, Tyson Fury, his confidence is his, is his uh, biggest that's that's you know the confidence that Tyson Fury brings with him into a fight leading up to the fight the mind games you know that that complete package is just levels above everybody not to mention the fact that Tyson Fury he limits guys I think the heavyweight average is about 15 punches per round Tyson Fury keeps guys to about uh, six or four punches around he did with uh, Klitschko so that should tell you exactly how much better he is than these guys um, and that's six foot nine. That's the amazing part. Six foot nine, and there's no more question, Bill, on his chin. No. Well, I mean, um, you know, he did go down. That one, that one knockdown, the first knockdown, 
I didn't think he was hurt at all by that. I, I mean, even watching it, he admitted that it was, you know, behind his head a little bit and, and it, that it hurt him, uh, Tyson Fury. But it didn't look it didn't look as devastating as, as the one in the final round, that's for sure. But um, very interesting fight. Um, so, so they have a rematch. What's going to be different or anything? They have a rematch. I, I, in my opinion, I summed up. Deontay Wilder has to use the jab. He has to box more. He can't go headhunting. Uh, Tyson Fury, talk about adjustments. Tyson Fury's going to go and look back, and Tyson Fury's going to make adjustments where he got caught. So, I don't know. You know I, I just it, Tyson Fury, he's just a more skilled fighter overall, period. You know, there's no more to He's just a more skilled fighter. Deontay Wilder will have to knock him out. If they met 100 times, Tyson Fury beats him 98. You know the the yeah, but does he really get the win? You know he beat him last night too. You know and he didn't get the win. I mean we we can talk about the judges in a second. You know I, I well talk about him now. You know the judges. When you look at the three judges, you know uh, Alejandro Roshin, uh, Roshin, uh, you know who gave it one fifteen, one eleven for Wilder. You know he's from Mexico. He's had one uh, one title fight that he judged in twenty eighteen. That was a female uh, uh, junior flyweight fight. Fight. Um, he did judge the Triple G versus uh, Baines Martirosian fight, uh, Vanus Martirosian fight. But then again, he didn't really need to judge anything because that was a knockout. Um, in twenty eighteen, he has judged over three hundred and fifty fights. Sometimes he's judged five a night, 20 a week, and none of them relevant. He's pretty much a guy who uh, judges small fights in, uh, you know, club shows down in Mexico. You know, uh, Robert Tapper, uh, the Canadian judge who had it 115-110 for Fury, the only thing that he's done significantly as of late was the uh, Alexander Usyk against uh, Marius Breedis fight. And uh, where he had 115-113, or one, uh, yeah, 115-113. Now, Phil Edwards, the, uh, the British judge, who had it 113-113 uh, even. He um, had Josh Warrington over Lee Selby correctly, 116-112. And then he um, gave Maurice Hooker the 117-111 win over Terry Flanagan, shockingly, because Maurice Hooker was the B-side coming over there. And Terry Flanagan's a guy that has been known to get gift decisions. So, you know, yeah, it, it, uh, each guy has a little bit of their own background. But the one that definitely needs to be looked at is uh, 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 Roshun from Mexico. No judge should be judging that many fights in, in one week, you know, and without um, title fights being involved. This is just a guy, you know, located in Mexico, more or less. He's the WBC guy that was inserted in there. They're, you know, they didn't have one American judge in there at all and none of these guys are really known to be uh, big time world title fight uh, world, uh, guys with world title fight experience especially when there's a fight of this magnitude a heavyweight title fight yeah but that uh, those reasons make it even more baffling to me Dax that that the scores went the opposite way I mean everyone I've talked to so far uh, all has Tyson Fury winning the fight uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I like I know that some of the rounds were close, uh, but that, but but that means these guys all went the other way with the close rounds. So so the criteria of of judging a fight is not the same as at least the rest of the world seems to look at. Even 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 other judges that were judging the fight that weren't physically there. Sometimes you know the visiting judge, like the UK judge, let's say, you know they feel kind of pressured. Saying, you know what, if, if I give the guy from, you know, where I'm, you know, give the fighter where I'm from these rounds that are close, it's going to look like favoritism. And then, you know, when you have these guys that aren't into this big fight experience, 
they just really don't, you know, okay, I'm in here and I'm um, being a judge for a WBC fight. I want to get more of these. So, you know what? I'm going to go with the champion because he's the more popular guy. He's the guy I know. Um, and the guy from uh, the judge from Canada, like I stated, you know, most recently he's had the, um, the, the more credible uh, title fights. And in terms of what other people were saying, you know, Caleb Truow, Zachary Ochoa, K-9 Bundridge, they all had Tyson Fury winning, and K-9 was rooting for Deontay Wilder all week, he was saying. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders, uh, who said this is the best heavyweight title fight he has ever seen himself, uh, but, you know, he feels Tyson Fury was robbed. Iceman John Scully feels, even with the two knockdowns, that Tyson Fury was robbed. Claresha Shields is the only one that thought Deontay Wilder swept the fight. And uh, Shakur Stevenson had to tell her, I love you, girl, but you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, listen, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather said the same thing, and I'm not a big fan of Floyd's. Everyone knows that. But he said the same thing. That was a shutout, you know. And, uh, you know, although my car differed a, a bit from Steve Farhood, you know, he he had it pretty much a shutout, too. You know, so uh, with the well, exception. Floyd likes the defensive style. That's what, you know what I mean? Floyd favors the defensive style. And, again, what do you favor? Right, but but uh, you know the truth of the matter was was that um, not only when you, that's what I said earlier when you look at Floyd and you look at Tyson Fury, both defensive fighters. What I saw in this particular fight last night was that Tyson Fury was way more offensive, being as successful as he was defensive. Floyd wins those same kinds of rounds being defensive and half as offensive so so how did the judges score if they were scoring that fight for floyd they would have given him uh all those rounds and uh they seemingly didn't for tyson fury that that was my point you know i mean uh but I again, it was... lack of experience of the judges when you have judges that aren't used to being in that big scene they're hoping okay if i score this right for the right guy i'm not really you know i'm hoping i get bigger uh you know i hope not get bigger assignments in the future and that's a problem when you don't have well-experienced and qualified judges that can sit there and say, if they don't like my decision, they don't like my decision. But point is, I'm giving the decision that I think is fair, whether or not everybody else does or does not. The bottom line was it was a great fight. There's no question yeah. about it. Um, it was entertaining. Had me on the edge of my seat from the opening bell till the final. Um, I personally felt that uh, um, Tyson Fury won the fight. Like I said, 114-112. Uh, the one knockdown didn't seem to hurt him, in my opinion. The second one seemed to kill him, uh, and he got up from both of them. And uh, Deontay Wilder, once again, he won the uh, he Well, he didn't win the fight. He got a draw. He retained his uh, uh, title. But he's a one-trick pony, and, um, you know, I, it is what it is. That, yeah. We're not going to see Deontay Wilder change. He's going to rely on that punching power, and until someone else gets to him first, He's going to be in every fight that he's in. Um, Dax, Aside from facing each other, uh, Vladimir Klitschko and Tyson Fury will always have two things in common. Getting up or uh, surviving punches that we thought was going to take their head off. How uh, Wilder, um, Tyson Fury got up last night and the uppercut that uh, didn't take Vladimir Klitschko's head off and put it into the 10th row that he received off of Anthony Joshua. You know, the, the, the thing about... The, the fight, you know, a lot of people comparing the, the Vladimir Klitschko and Tyson Fury fight with the Tyson Fury against the Anthony Wilder fight. The, the difference is, you know, Vladimir Klitschko has to be perfect when he delivers his punches. And Tyson Fury prevented him from even launching his, his hammer right hand, which I feel is just as powerful as Deontay Wilder's. The difference between Deontay 
uh, was that he did seemingly let his hands go more. The problem is, is because he's not accurate, you know, he's not. He's not an accurate puncher. Um, and although that wildness has helped him in the past, it didn't really help him uh, that much against Tyson Fury, except for the two knockdowns, of course. But uh, I, I was just saying that the, the survival of the punches. I wasn't comparing the fighters. I'm just saying no, no, how they no, no. I, monster punches and somehow uh, didn't go to sleep when they should have. I wasn't suggesting you were comparing the two. I, I was just saying from a Tyson Fury point of view, uh, you know how he neutralized both both fighters that oh, had power. I, you know what I mean? I, um, yeah, but, my mistake. But but listen, uh, the other thing I want to get to before we let you go. Uh, Adonis uh, Stevenson uh, stopped, knocked out by Oleksandr uh, Vodzik uh, last night in in Canada. Uh, to me, it wasn't an exciting fight. Uh, maybe I just couldn't get into it, but the knockout was was devastating. Um, what were your thoughts in, on that fight itself? You know, I think that Teddy Atlas was the right guy in the corner. Yep. He didn't give a fireman speech, but, you know, he was firm in the corner. He told Vodzik everything he needed to know or needed to do and adjust, and he did it. Early on, Vodzik, I was a little bit thinking to myself, I don't think this guy is going to, you know, he's going to go three or four rounds. He was very hesitant to commit. But once he got comfortable, once Teddy Atlas uh, put a little bit of confidence in him, he went out there and he started out boxing Adonis Stevenson. And then, of course, you know, uh, when he finished him, that was in, in devastating fashion. He was using his footwork uh, to keep Adonis Stevenson turning. They maybe more certainly should have studied that uh, Badu Jack fight where they seen how Adonis and Stevenson's legs are certainly not what they used to be and that was a big part of their game plan in my opinion uh, Vodzik I think much like Dimitri Bivol his power isn't what it seems at the higher level as it is against the lower guys but again like Dimitri Bivol the fact that he shows he can incorporate everything into his skill set. He doesn't need to rely on that power. If the power isn't coming, I'm going to be a boxer, and that's what makes him exciting. And finally, you know, Donna Stevenson, the hot, uh, title being held hostage, you know, is all of a sudden that white heavyweight division is red hot. To be fair to Adonis Stevenson, love him or hate him, he had a good run as a champion. He held that title for five years, um, 10 defenses, maybe uh, maybe not the best opponents, uh, maybe some handpick, maybe he sidestepped a few guys. But, you know, I think he had four or five world champions inside there. So, you know, it's, he's 41 years old. I don't think we're going to see him again. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how Vodzik um, – you know exactly to see how Vodzik uh, improves, how he adjusts, and it'd be even more interesting to see what happens with Dimitri Duval and what happens with the rematch between Alvarez and um, and uh, Kovalev in the spring. So that division is, you know, I'm really excited about the division. I actually think that might be the most exciting division in the sport right now. Adonis Stevenson, he's done one more fight against a lower-level guy, go out on a win, or maybe if Kovalev loses to Alvarez in the spring in their rematch, Adonis Stevenson versus Kovalev is one last big money fight for the two of them, even though it would have been a bigger money fight four years ago, and then both of them are off. And, you know, and it's time for, you know, for the younger guys in that division to pick up the slack and er uh, usher in a new era. Hey, Dax, we got a uh, I want to thank my man, uh, Joel. We got a super chat from him. I want to get your thoughts on. Um, he says uh, there'll always be rematches. It means more money. Obviously, talking about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Um, I agree with Joel. I mean, I mean of course, I. You know, I, I don't think we get enough rematches anymore, at least with some of the uh, upper echelon fighters. 
you know, when there's a draw, uh, there's pretty much a, 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 such a strong demand for it that they can't avoid it, especially in this particular fight. Uh, from what I understand, both fighters had a rematch option in the contract. Uh, so we know we're going to see a rematch. Will it mean more money in this fight? I, I Absolutely. I think yeah. so. Um, you know, obviously, Anthony Joshua is the big money fighter in the division. But Anthony Joshua, if he's not willing to play ball and get in there with one of these guys soon, these guys will definitely rematch, and there's going to be more money in there. And Anthony Joshua, despite having the majority of the titles, will be the guy that nobody's really paying attention to and is going to be the winner of this fight that everybody's going to consider the very best in that division because of how good the fight was. You know, Deontay Wilder made $4 million last night. Tyson Fury made $3 million. Plus, they're both going to get a share of the pay-per-view buys, Depending on how well that pay-per-view did, you know, they can, you know, Wilder can end up with six, seven million. Tyson Fury can end up, you know, with five or six million. Not the biggest, um, you know, not not an Anthony Joshua type payday, but definitely one that says when the rematch happens, they're going to get a whole lot more, maybe even double. Uh, the audience in there, 17,000 live, you know, that gives me an inclination that it's going to be, you know, that it probably did better in pay-per-view than what we thought. So, Wait, you know, Dax, Dax, where, did you hear, are those... I, I've been following it the, this fight since they announced, and I have never heard any guaranteed money. You know for sure that they guaranteed Wilder four million and F Fury three. Is is that fact or is that rumor? Yeah, yeah, no, that that's four four million and three million plus a share of the pay per view buys, and the pay per view buys again, depending how big it is, that could equal up, you know, what their uh, what their purse was. Well, here's the Maybe thing. Here, here's the thing, and this is why I I've been saying for the longest time that Deontay Wilder uh, was, and or his handlers or his advisors, his management, whatever, were stupid for turning down the deal that, that Eddie Hearn had offered. They had offered him, if you recall, the final offer was $15 million to fight Anthony Joshua in April, and they would have paid him $5 million to fight any opponent he chose um, uh, you know, leading up like this time of year. So two fight deal making $20 million, win, lose or draw. I, I just can't see how the justification, even if let's say with, they do really well with the pay-per-view and, and Deontay Wilder makes 10 million for this fight. Um, he would have to exceed that for the second fight to, to look like they made the smart move. I just don't see it happening, Dax, I, I, from a financial point of view. But as, as we both agree, this fight itself last night was a great fight. There's no question about it. As of right now, Bill, I'm going to say it flat. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that Deontay Wilder fought Tyson Fury and Luis Ortiz, in my opinion, those two names are better than the names on Joshua's resume outside of Vladimir Klitschko, who was past his best. Oh gosh, I, I disagree with you. Know I disagree with you on that one, my you man. You can but. disagree with me all you want, but you know what? Dominic Brazil, Charles Martin, and a couple Joshua, uh, a couple Deontay Wilder leftovers doesn't compare to um, you know Luis Ortiz and uh, Tyson Fury. And then I asked this uh, aside from uh, Deontay Wilder, and I and I called two of Luis Ortiz's fights. Who, what wins does he have under his belt? As a the, pro, uh, you know, as a you're, pro, you know. You know what, Bill? You yourself, though, thought that Luis Ortiz was going to knock Deontay Wilder. Hey, out. I gave Deontay Wilder all the credit in the world for winning that fight. I, I, I turned Deontay Wilder showed us a lot in that fight. There's no question about it. But I was just making a point. When they uh, fought, when they fought, you, you know, pretty much everybody felt that Luis Ortiz was probably about the fifth best fighter in the division. Yes, you know, at least, you know, yeah, at I, least. So you know, and Deontay, um, 
Anthony Joshua, and I'm not knocking him, but in terms of you know the resume and um, same thing with Tyson Fury. Now that Tyson Fury had took that title from Vladimir Klitschko, and now that um, you know he's fought Deontay Wilder with the draw, Tyson Fury, I believe that his two best fights are better than Anthony Joshua's best fights. Well, Anthony Joshua, don't forget he he beat. Oh, let's not say oh he's only 19, he's only 22, no. he only fought this guy. No, I'm not saying mom, I'm not saying I'm not saying any I'm not saying anything like that. All I'm saying is he beat and knocked out Alexander Povetkin, Joseph Parker, Klitschko, Dillian White. I mean, all those names are all better than, with I'll the exception of Tyson, Parker, Tyson Fury. White yeah, did a lot better against Joseph Parker. Alexander Povetkin way past it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see if they ever get in the ring. But Dax, I appreciate I appreciate your thoughts, and uh, we'll be looking forward to you uh, next week, my man. All right. Talk to you soon. That's Dax Khan uh, giving us his thoughts. And uh, disagrees with me about, uh, obviously, about uh, uh, Anthony Joshua and uh, Deontay Wilder. But uh, Anthony Joshua, in my opinion, in my opinion, I know it's not in Dax's, but in my opinion, which is uh, what I think, obviously, uh, Anthony Joshua is still the best heavyweight. And his resume blows away um, Deontay Wilder's. Deontay Wilder has two big names on his resume, um, one ending in a draw against uh, Tyson Fury, the other uh, in a fantastic knockout over Luis Ortiz. Uh, and I mentioned uh, some other names for AJ that I believe were better. Listen, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we will have uh, my man Alex Papali join us. So uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Billy C. will be right back. Hey, fight fans. Check out KOFantasyBoxing.com. KO Fantasy Boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game. Check it out, www.kofantasyboxing.com. Select your own gym, your own fighters. Track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man, www.kofantasyboxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.kofantasyboxing.com, and tell them Billy C sent you. The one, the only, Don King. Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. Because we want you to be there with Billy and me. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C., the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of boxing talk radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, joining us right now, uh, all the way from well, Connecticut, uh, is my man uh, Alex Papali. Good morning, Alex. 
Good morning, Billy C. How are you? Dun, 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 dun. We hear you. We see you. You hear us. It's a miracle. It's I swear it is. But, uh, you know, two guys that were uh, totally wrong last week were, uh, <clears throat> I won't mention their names, but Billy C. and Alex P. were both uh, uh, pretty wrong. We both thought that this was going to be a boring fight. We thought it was going to be all tactical. Uh, it was tactical, but it was nowhere near boring. Alex, I was on the end of my edge of my seat for the whole fight. What, what was your thoughts on the fight? Yeah, I really expected it to be a lot uh, sloppy mess of a fight, and it it wasn't. It was, um, you know, it was some really sweet boxing. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought, I think the prediction I made last week was that um, uh, Fear Wilder would end up scoring a knockout late. That um, you know he'd come up with the shot and get him eventually, uh, just because I thought that the conditioning would wear on Fury, that you couldn't treat your body like that and then, you know, not pay somehow. Um, and in that 12th round, I was like, I can't believe it, it happened. Uh, I was I, I was happy for Wilder in that second there um, because, you know, he was able to do what a, a champion should do. But when Fury got up, I, I, I was stunned. Um, I saw it at the movie theater, which is the first time I did that. It was really fun. Um, the crowd went nuts. I mean, the room erupted. Uh, I've never seen a guy get... The only thing I could think of was when Gotti got up from that uh, Mickey Ward liver shot in the first Gotti Ward fight. That was one of those fights where yeah. how did a human being do that? Um you know, I even said to somebody at, that I was – that was what was cool last night was you got to talk to people who were real hardcore fans. Uh, I mean, the place was maybe two-thirds full, and um, there was people that got there right at, like, five minutes to nine o'clock. They wanted to see every single fight. Um, so uh, it was pretty It was pretty neat. So you ended up talking in the crowd, you know, and I mentioned how that was – it was like, you know, the last round of the Ali Frazier one fight. And the guy was saying, you know, I think he was hurt more than Ali was. And I think he's right. I mean, Fury, it looked over, completely over. And um, it, it just was a great night. And the decision was just a ugly, despicable um, uh, little twist on what was a great night and what was a great performance in Tyson Fury. I, I'm sorry. I I had it 115-111. For Tyson Fury, nine rounds to three. Uh, with the knockdowns, sure, you know, Wilder gets an extra point for those. But, um, you know, the way he fought the second half of the 12th should show is the story of the fight. As soon as Fury got up, he retaliated, and it was right back to what the whole fight looked like. He absolutely befuddled Wilder. Uh, he was just, he, you couldn't hit him. It was like watching a Winky Wright fight. He was slipping and sliding out of there. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I don't know. It uh, it was really, it was unfortunate. I mean, eight rounds to four, maybe, I could see. But even that's 114, 112. I don't know. I did just see Randy Gordon, I think, posted. I think he said he had it six to six uh, in rounds, which you end up, that goes to Wilder because of the extra points. I, see, I don't see that there were six rounds that Wilder won. I, I don't know. I don't know what um, they were watching. I I mean, I scored the fight 114-112 in favor of Tyson Fury. I had it eight rounds to four. 
two of the uh, two of the rounds obviously were ten eight rounds, and I thought it was a robbery. Uh, normally, if there were no uh, if there were no knockdowns, and and I ended up with a score that close, uh, you know, you have to say, well, you know, it was a close fight. This was not a close fight. The two knockdowns made it close, um, but it was not a close fight. You're right. Uh, befuddled is a, is a good choice of words. Uh, Tyson Fury looked looked great. Deontay Wilder proved he's a one-trick pony. He will always rely on that uh, knockout, which has worked for him in all of his fights except for last night. And uh, I'm with you. I thought that uh, Tyson Fury was dead. And I and and I disagree. I thought he was dead too. I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with Dax on a lot of things, but uh, uh, on this fight in particular, number one, I thought, and I'm not a fan of Jack Reese at all, but I thought that Jack Reese did a great job with the count. Oh, me too. I thought that he did a great job with the count because he was this. It was the same speed of a count from the time he started it through the uh, Tyson Fury getting up. Uh, so I, I applaud uh, him for this fight. He also knew the style of both fighters and didn't take away their strengths, which I also uh, thought was a, a, a good job. You know, I, it was an entertaining fight through and through. There's no question about it. I just don't think the right guy uh, won the fight. That's for sure. Now, last week when you and I were making our predictions, I thought that if, if Deontay Wilder was going to win by knockout, it was going to, I, I disagreed with you. I thought it was going to happen early, and I thought the longer the fight went, the better chance Tyson Fury had. Um, it, I guess that knockdown in the 12th round won the fight for Deontay Wilder, uh, even on the scorecards that I didn't agree with, because if that knockdown doesn't happen, uh, and even if you give... Uh, Wilder that last round he doesn't win the fight on on some of those judges cards so I love the fight what do you expect in a rematch uh, I, I don't see how Wilder comes up with the tools to beat a guy like that um, I think that uh, the prediction uh, from Manuel, Emmanuel Stewart from all those years ago proved true uh, I think at one point I tweeted that this is Exact, maybe like it was around uh, eight or so. Um, yeah, because it was before the first knockdown. That that's that's what I thought it was gonna look like if they met right after, if they had met like in the spring or summer of 2016, coming after coming after the upset win of Fury beating Klitschko. Um, Fury is just got a style that's gonna be difficult for anybody. And um, he faints like crazy. It's uh, he's very elusive for a gigantic man. And then you add to that the dimension that you're trying to reach him. I um, said that. Remember, I said that was going to be an issue, and it really seemed to be a big problem for Wilder. Oh, it's it's enormous. And not only that, he's he's bold. Uh, he has that Eric Morales quality that if you don't hurt him, don't sting him, because if you do, he's coming right back. Um, the thing that was awesome about this fight, and I, I, I thought Jack Reese did a great job. I think he is one of the best refs, refs in the sport. I think he kind of suffered a bit because uh, the, the PBC kept putting that ridiculous headgear on him for so long. So people, it's hard not to laugh at him for a few times there. But I thought he did an excellent, excellent job last night because so many refs today think two things would happen. They panic. Um, and they figure, let's wave the fight off. And then also, I think they want the drama of waving off the fight. 
and so many refs would have in that final round. But what did Reese do? That's why we have a 10 count. Give the guy the whole opportunity. He gave him the opportunity, and miraculously, uh, Fury recovered himself within 10 seconds. Well, it's that's, see, that's just it. It's not 10 seconds. It's a 10 count. And I, I thought there was nothing wrong with his count at all. But again, we were going absolutely nuts in the room where I was. It, it was crazy because all the, uh, you know, it seems like these days a lot, and I guess it, it's, it says part of our world, but a lot of cops hang out around at a movie theater on a Saturday night. So um, this, by the time it was, you know, the 12th round, most of the movies were over. Uh, maybe a, there was still a couple showing, but all the cops had come in, all the popcorn people, all the ushers, uh, and when that 12th round knockout down happened, the place was going nuts, people screaming. But yeah, I thought it was amazing how little the referee was a factor. There was so few clinching, excuse me. There was so little clinching, and I thought that was going to be uh, such a different case. I thought that, you know, the wild swinging of Wilder and the clutching and grabbing style of Fury that he'd be leaning on uh, Wilder, that never really happened. Um, yeah, it was just a great fight. I think if a rematch happens, I think that was one another thing that not only did Fury win the fight or deserve to win the fight, he won the interview. Uh, Wilder seemed um, like a deer in the headlights because I think he was a little embarrassed. Uh, you know, it was the first time he got a little swelling. The um, I do think that, uh, that the same thing will happen. You're not going to figure out how to deal with a fainting machine like that in, a, in one training camp. No, um, and I think Emmanuel Stewart called it back then, is that uh, out of all those guys, the Wilders, the Klitschkos, uh, Fury is the most natural fighter. That's what you saw last night. It wasn't the body beautiful that was given out the boxing lesson. It was this uh, strange, enormous man, uh, the Gypsy King. All hail the Gypsy King. You know, the thing was, though, is that he... He, if the I've always said, you know, if the guy had more power, he would maybe be one of the greatest boxers ever. You know, he just well, he's, doesn't. He's so speedy. Yeah, I, really I know. Quick... Last night, it, it, it his speed came <clears throat> out. His speed came out. It was more apparent in that fight. And I've been a Tyson, a Tyson Fury fan, you know, for a long time. I, I actually. Uh, one of our listeners had turned me on to him, and and I saw from his second pro fight on. I, he was always sending me all the links when he was uh, coming up. So I mean, he's been on this show several times. I, you know, I but I never really thought of him as a fast, you know, a, a fighter that was quick, and he seemed quick yesterday. Um, I do think that a rematch uh, would benefit Deontay, and and the reason why is as I agree with what you were saying. But I don't, and and I agree along the lines of he's not going to find sparring that's going to help him. But I think that a, a rematch will pick up. It'll become round thirteen, and I think that one thing that Deontay has to learn from this fight is that he needs to be more aggressive. The two knockdowns were result of his aggressiveness. Um, yes, he missed a lot of punches, but because of his freaky punching power and because of the suspect chin of Tyson Fury, he was able to get him uh, on the canvas. The thing that surprised me the most about Deontay Wilder in this fight, Alex, 
was nothing to do with his lack of skill because he doesn't have any skill. He's got one thing, and that's punching power. He can't move. Uh, he can't jab. He can't uh, defend himself. Uh, he's awkward. I mean, he's everything that you don't want a fighter to do, but he has the one thing that you want every fighter to have, and that's punching power. But the thing I noticed for the first time since watching Deontay Wilder was that he was the guy that was tired. And I noticed it um, in the ninth round uh, a after he dropped Tyson Fury. Fury came on, and if it weren't for the knockdown, would have won that round. Uh, you know, you still score a 10-8. Then round 10, Wilder took that round totally off, whether it was on purpose uh, or because he just didn't have the energy. Round 10... Uh, I'm sorry, round 11, he was tired. And then in the final round, after that devastating knockout, he was gassed. He couldn't throw oh. another punch. You know, right. so, um, and, and to, to Fury's credit, after getting up, um, he was the one that came on strong at the Absolutely. end of that round. So, I, you know, I, I just can't see how people in their right mind thought uh, that Wilder won that fight. Uh, you know, I'm having people comment that, uh, you know, watching it a second and third time, yeah, it was real close. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, other people saying six rounds to six. Uh, I, I just I, I just don't see it, Alex. Me neither. No, I don't see it. And I think that, like you said, even in the rounds where he did get dropped and in the final round where he, he, he did get dead, uh, it looked like he got dead <laughs> and then got up. Um, he uh, he rallied, and that's why, because that's what happened in that final round, is Wilder had plenty of time. He stopped throwing because Fury came right back after the knockdown. That's what he kept doing. That's what you have to do if you want to win. I, I don't know what else he had to do other than stop him or put him down that Fury would have had to do. And I think that that's what makes the decision so egregious is I, I don't see. I mean, when you look at the official sco scorecards, um, uh, Alexander Ricone, Ricone had it um, uh, rounds two, three, and four. And round eight, he all had all those rounds for uh, Wilder, and nobody else did. Yeah, uh, and I think that the round two, three, and four, especially. I mean, he swept most of those early rounds. That's why even when you get to the knockdowns, the extra points weren't enough because he Fury had banked all those, all those early rounds, or at least it sure looked like he did. Well. On my scorecard, and I have it in front of me, I, I scored the first round for, for Fury. I scored the second round for Wilder. I scored rounds three, and four, three four, and five, all for, for Tyson Fury. I gave the sixth round to Deontay. I gave the seventh, uh, eighth, and, uh, seventh and eighth round to Fury. The ninth round was the first knockdown. You got to give it to Wilder, 10-8. Uh, rounds 10 and 11... Both were Tyson Fury, and round 12 was the knockdown 10-8. I ended up with a 114-112 score. Uh, I think the 115-111 score was 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 outrageous. Um, the 114-110 score, okay. I don't know how they got the 110 um, with that score. The, the, the one judge that scored 114-112, I scored 114-112, the judge scored at 114-110. Where, where, what happened to those other two points? I, I, I don't know. And then the uh, the other uh, paid-off judge, 113-113, uh, 
Uh, again, how do you come up with, with that? If you think the fight was even, if you give the rounds I thought were close to, uh, to, to Wilder, even with the knockdowns, that's the only way you could come up with the draw. And I don't, I think, you know, you know how I've always said, Alex, about the criteria of judging a fight? You know, somewhere along the line, we have to put it in the judge's hands. What is the exact formula? How many crisp landed jabs equal one shot that's somewhat powerful? Because the judges that scored the rounds for Deontay had to be giving him the whole round for him landing a power punch versus all the uh, uh, punches that Tyson Fury was throwing. And, oh, by the way, the combination, just the simple one-two, Deontay couldn't get out of the way of. I think that that was the most effective out of all the punches, and although I wanted to see Tyson Fury work the body more, which he did in the beginning and then just abandon it, um, was the most effective uh, uh, punch combo, two-punch combo that Tyson Fury threw. And the, the mind-boggling thing, Alex, is that's the first thing you're supposed to learn how to defend, the one-two punch, and Deontay Wilder couldn't, couldn't defend against it. Yeah, and I and I think that that's the thing that where in terms of like um, consistency and scoring uh, and what one you know one jab how many power punch I mean how many jabs equals a power punch I think the thing that sort of over overrides that is the idea that we all agree on uh, some of the um, fundamental aspects of the sport and that is. If one guy is missing and the other guy is landing, um, the guy landing is winning. And that's what was happening in rounds two, three, and four. Um, it wasn't Wilder who was connecting. It was Fury that was connecting. Like you said, touching him with jabs, jab right hand, jab right hand, and making it so that Wilder was reaching and reaching and missing. Um, if that, if not a lot had happened, but that's what happened, and that was the d dimension of the fight and the the look of the round, where one guy was whiffing and, and chasing after a guy and not connecting, then he lost the round. Um, I don't know that. Uh, I just don't see how um, a lot of those rounds uh, you could give to Wilder because. Um, in the early going, Fury was in control. And, uh, I mean, just st strategically, he was outboxing him clearly. Uh, and I think what Dax said is a good point, is that we should have um, sort of uh, perked up a bit when we heard the names of these judges, is that, um, you know, they aren't the typical people you, uh, you hear. And I think every judge, I mean, you've been watching the sport for lots of years, Billy C. You know that the thing that happens in our sport um, in terms of corruption the most often is that uh, a fight breaks in the direction of the uh, most powerful promoter in the room. And that's what happened here. And that's that's sad that, um, you know, that it's that's what it smacks of corruption because they protected uh, the O of uh, Deontay Wilder, and that that's sad. What's what's even sadder is that there was no need to because there would have been a rematch, and the rematch would have made even if Deontay Wilder loses that fight. I, and and I I don't know if you I don't know if we said this on air last week if I was talking to somebody else off air or whatever, but you know from a financial point, 
and and obviously you can't tell one of your fighters this, but Deontay Wilder, think about this. Deontay Wilder would have made way more money over his next two or three fights if he would have lost last night. If he loses last night, he's going to get the the rematch and 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 make a big payday, right? And then even if he lost the rematch, which you know chances are he could have won the rematch and then uh, pushed for a third fight. I mean, then you know the the money is endless. But even if he loses, he puts himself in a position where he would never step in the ring again uh, for less than five eight million dollars. So so really, by him winning, I think. Um, yes, he's going to make some big money, and should he beat Tyson Fury again, he's going to make some real big money when and if he and AJ ever fight. But there's a lot of ifs there. He's going to have to get by Tyson Fury again, and uh, I just don't see, uh, assuming that they both stay at the same exact level, I don't see a different fight. I, I see a similar fight. Maybe Wilder wins again, similar way, uh, but uh, but I don't see Deontay improving, and and that's... That's a concern. When I look at Anthony Joshua, I see a kid that's improving all the time. When I look at Tyson Fury, I see a guy that's mentally sound, knows the game. He's a master of mind manipulation, and it shows in the ring. You know, if if somebody could help him just get a little more punching power, um, I think he would be unbeatable. Really, uh, Tyson Fury, unbeatable if he oh, had more punching. If he power. had more punching oh, power, he might have he might have won by knockout last night. Because yeah, the time I, I don't know. I mean, it like Dax says. Dax said it just in a comment right now. He says if if uh, Tyson Fury had uh, the punching power. Uh, he would be banned from boxing. He probably would. He probably would. How are you going to beat him? You know, how are you going to beat him? But uh, I asked. It's it's t tough because uh, it was such a it was such a good fight um, that it's it's you don't want to walk away you know disappointed and knocking the sport in a way um, everybody won because it was such a good fight. Um, but uh, it really was a lousy decision, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure you'll have people do all this, uh, let's watch it again and dissect it. I don't think you really, this needed a lot of dissection. Um, it was pretty clear to me. It was clear to everybody in the room last night. Uh, and, and there was a lot of Deontay Wilder fans. I was just going to ask you. Shut I, up. And I, I think you, even you heard it in the live event. They were their mouths were shut. You really heard them. Just you weren't hearing. You heard USA chants a couple times in like round seven, and then they went to sleep, man. And that's why, in a way, there was a part of me when I mean I jumped up screaming in that twelfth round for two reasons. One, I couldn't believe. Oh my God, Fury just did such a beautiful job painting this house. And now the whole house came down. <laughs> yeah. um, but the other thing was like, oh my God, Wilder just was had this fight lost and did exactly what you want a champion to do in the final round. It was amazing. Um, but then the 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 decision, you know, kind of soured it. So I, I don't know. I mean, the the thing about it is that. They really set everything up last night to, to keep things sort of in this intramural way that we're used to the sport because, yes, you could have the way – and Fury, he's such a great marketer. The way he did the whole Chicken Joshua thing was hilarious, um, and he made it so that uh, 
if he, you know, Joshua, I'm sure is going to want to fight him, and that fight will be enormous. Uh, that makes you want to go to England, that's for sure. Um, and then, uh, but they could have a rematch of uh, Wilder versus Fury with Ortiz again on the undercard. I, I, I enjoyed that fight as well. Uh, I thought it was a really good night. The, the Jared Hurd fight was good. Um, yeah, it, it was a, uh, it was really a good night. You know, uh, I think the sad part of the the outcome. You know, after you watch a guy dominate as much, and, and you know, you got to give credit to to Wilder. I mean, he's a one trick pony. A, a punching his punching power got him through the fight. Um, but I don't think the right guy won. I I think we still would have seen a rematch. And I think that that's the bad part of boxing. You know, I'm sure a lot of people walked away from that fight saying, oh, yeah, this is why I stopped watching boxing. You know, this is exactly why. You know, the wrong guy won. You know, and and I will say this. As much as I can't stand the uh, broadcast, even though I love Al Bernstein and Paulie, I can't stand the broadcast, well, specifically because of Mario Ronaldo. Um, those guys seem to be, the way they were calling that fight, they seem to be conscious of splitting the pats on the back they were giving the two fighters. For a couple of rounds, they would be pro-Wilder. A couple of rounds, they'd be pro-Tyson Fury. You know, usually, you, you know who the Showtime fighter is, you know, and uh, they didn't do it as bad last night, uh, which was uh, which was good. Alex, before we let you go, you know, I was uh, alluding to ask you this, and you kind of you kind of commented a little bit, but um, from where you saw the fight in uh, one of the closed circuit or movie theater uh, presentations, was the crowd more in favor of Deontay Wilder, at least from the outset? Um, I think it. Well, because I know, thought the I thought the live gate was fifty fifty. It sounded. It's, this seemed kind of like 50, maybe 50-50. The more vocal uh, fans seemed like Wilder fans, and that, that changed right away um, because there were people who came in and at, when they were, like, showing in the pre-fight, when they would show a little glimpse of the locker room and they Wilder would show, everybody get very excited, or at least there was a big vo vocal section. But once the fight started, no, they were not vocal at all. So I, I think that's, I mean, that's a sign that they see what's happening, you know? And a, Their guy's getting dominated. And another thing I noticed, I don't know about you, um, but I thought Deontay was acting like a beaten man. Oh, um, I, I definitely I, agree with you. you Absolutely. Know, yeah, you know, I, I mean, he 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 rever reverted back to what he relies on, just like I said he would with the with the power punching. And I don't know. I think every time Tyson Fury got up, especially the last that last round, he was walking around saying it's over, it's over, it's over, and all of a sudden it ain't over, you know. And and the guy I, sitting next to me was like, "Oh my God, it's like Jason." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting up. Yeah, like Jason. Uh, that, that that's funny. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it it's what makes the sport go around. You know, I just the powers that be that that instrumented the. The scoring because I, I'm I'm a firm believer that it was corruption. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. Um, they didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. It still would have been the rematch would have still been highly in demand. Um, it, it would have. I think that it would have been more 
uh, in demand. I think that some people might even be turned off by a rematch, assuming it's going to end the same way, especially if they feel that the right guy didn't win this one. So I I don't know, but all I do You're know... You're absolutely right. It's almost like they've killed the golden goose too many times. Exactly. It's, it's you know, uh, they, they could have had... A trilogy here, you know, I, and and you t- when you when you put, you know, I, I'm always uh, looking as a boxing purist, but when I put just the greed hat on, um, you know, I I think they lost the, some money uh, with the outcome like this. So um, I don't know. Only time will tell. Uh, but uh, we were treated to a great fight last night, Alex. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat, and I, and I, all I could think of. I, I don't want to have anybody think I'm thinking of this in the wrong way, but uh, Alex, all I could think of was you during the fight. I'm going, I'm saying to myself, oh, man, you know, I, I go, we thought it was going to be a boring fight. Then then we became he. Alex thought it was going to be a boring fight, not me. You know, I was a typical trainer. We did this. We did that. And all of a sudden, uh, he didn't do what I told him. He didn't do I, this. I really thought that it was going to be very difficult to watch, that it was going to be sloppy. and But but I guess that was because of the um, the Fury-Klitschko fight. Uh, it, it, that, you know what? I, Any I of these fights. I hope Dax is not listening, but that shows you, again, it was the Klitschko ingredient that made a lot of those fights stinkers. No, there's no, there's no <laughs> question. Listen, I've always said if Klitschko fought the way he fought um, uh, who did he fight? Um, Pulev, Pulev and Anthony Joshua. If he yeah. fought those, his whole career, the way he fought those two fights, he would be the greatest heavyweight of all time. People would be thinking of him as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Uh, but he fought uh, a boring fight, you know. Hey, oh, speaking of great, uh, how about that solar plexus shot that uh, Jared Hurd landed? Man, oh man! That oh, just... that that was a great shot, and and that that guy, he amazed me. First of all, how does he? I want to know how that guy stepped on the scale. 24 hours before that fight and he weighed 152 and a half pounds and then he comes in that ring and and by the way so did the opponent so did so did Wellburn he weighed I 100 wonder, he yeah, looked I was like he was if he, Showtime was was that with uh with like sneakers and sweats on or no no that, that was the weigh-in the weigh-in, they're, they're, remember, this is a 154-pounder. Yeah, the 172-pound weight, I couldn't believe how, how much of the of a gain that was. No, that's my point. My point is, how does a guy that big, uh, let's assume that's his natural size, what we saw last night in the ring when he fought, how does he dry out to be 20 pounds lighter and then fill up the way he did? I mean, this looked like a, a guy that... Uh, Jason Welburn looked like he was at least... Two weight classes below uh, Jared Hurd, and it and was. and was and amazing. this and and this guy Jared Hurd, like he reminds me, and I said this when he fought uh, several other fights. Uh, he reminds me of George Foreman for some reason, just the way he methodically plods, the way he takes shots, and then just uh, out of nowhere, just. Uh, I think that's part of his game plan. I think it's a dangerous one, but it's certainly been effective for him. Uh, he he lets you tire yourself out on him, yeah, and then he yeah. destroys you, you know. But I want to yeah. know where the Charlo brothers are. How come they're not fighting him? How come the Charlo brothers do the same thing? Just like Jared Hurd, they fight hey, smaller guys. Hey, my phone guys. is always on. My phone is always on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, too bad you don't give that phone that's always on. You don't give anybody that number. You have another phone that's never on that you give out the number. But uh, right. 
Alex, I appreciate uh, your time, and uh, uh, it was a great fight. I'm glad you uh, got to see it where you did, and uh, we'll look forward to you next week, brother. All right, Billy C., take care. All right, man. That's uh, Alex Papali uh, getting his thoughts uh, on the fight, and uh, obviously uh, another great one uh, that we all uh, enjoyed for sure. I I know I certainly did. Uh, But uh, in any event, uh, so just to recap, uh, uh, we're all pretty much in agreement. Um, We feel that uh, Tyson Fury was, was robbed a bit last night. Um, in a nutshell, my thoughts, I scored the fight 114-112 in favor of Tyson Fury. Um, I was, uh, uh, you know, impressed with, with his game plan and uh, the fact that he was able to uh, incorporate it, that it worked for him. Uh, some things that I saw, I saw Tyson Fury, uh, as far as improving from, you know, the old Tyson Fury, so to speak, I see a guy that was seemingly in better shape than I've ever seen him before. Uh, I seen a, I, I've seen a guy last night in Tyson Fury who was very accurate with his punches. Uh, he typically is smart in the ring, so that wasn't an improvement, but he certainly was on the top of his game, and uh, I thought he won the fight. As far as Deontay Wilder, he did what I thought he would do. He reverted back to his one-trick uh, asset, which is punching power, and, uh, you know, for the most part throughout his whole career, he's been able to rely on that, and it's worked for him. How is a rematch going to go? I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't uh, expect anything different. Um, I would hope that maybe Deontay Wilder takes more risks and goes after Tyson Fury quicker. Uh, you know, apparently Tyson Fury hurt Deontay Wilder more than it appeared. Otherwise, I don't see why he wouldn't take the risk. Uh, it clearly seemed that Deontay Wilder's punching power uh, could take out Tyson Fury, despite him getting up off the canvas not once but twice. Uh, but at the end of the night, it was uh, uh, an extremely entertaining uh, fight. And uh, I was uh, glad that it uh, happened. Like Alex, I, I felt that, um, you know, the fight wasn't going to be as entertaining as it was. I thought that I'd be watching a fight just to, uh, you know, because I have to, in a sense. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. So uh, there's my thoughts there. Just uh, a look at the heavyweight division real quickly. Luis Ortiz looked really good against uh, a guy in Travis uh, Kaufman who I was never that impressed with. But, you know, when you look at the heavyweight division right now, uh, I still believe uh, Anthony Joshua is number one. Uh, You know, I'm still going to say Deontay Deontay didn't lose the fight, so I got to still put him at number two. Um, Tyson Fury uh, very easily... Uh, is the number three fighter. Um, and then the next two guys in line, you, you have to really, uh, you know, think about it. I mean, um, does uh, Luis Ortiz get moved into that four spot? Does Dillian White get moved into that four spot? You know, so, uh, and then obviously they flip-flop. Those are my uh, top five. But uh, in any event, time will tell. Uh, we are uh, approaching the holiday season, so uh, stay tuned for our uh, holiday hours. But uh, we are coming back uh, bigger and better than ever for 2019. Uh, it is the month of December, so do me a favor and uh, drop me an email uh, with your top tens. You can give me your top ten fights of the year, your top ten fighters of the year, pound for pound. Um, uh, whatever your top ten thoughts of professional boxing was for 2018, send them to me, and I'll read them on air. Uh, the email address is billy at talkin 
Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Listen, boys and girls, thanks for being with us. Uh, it was a great fight, and uh, we look forward to you uh, joining us next time. Uh, so make sure you tune in uh, next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.